Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. This is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Jesus Christ, not through legalism, not through works, but through his grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the truth of God's word. So whether you're a grandma, a student, a stay-at-home mom, an entrepreneur, a coffee lover, or a tea drinker, you are welcome here. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Charity, and wow, we have made it to November 2020. I have no idea what the next couple weeks is going to bring, so hold on to your hats. And in holding on to your hats, we're going to jump right in and talk about something that's been on my heart for a decade at least. Many of you know this. I am a professional. I am a professional actor. Uh, have been since I was 15. Um, I also write scripts and produce and do a lot of wonderful, wonderful stuff. Sometimes it's it's just a job, if you want me to be really frank with you. And other times it is thrilling and exciting and, and all the pieces of who I am come alive. Um, and I love it. And yet being in that world for so long, I, I'm highly aware of marketing and advertising. And a lot of us would even call it propagandizing messages. Um, half truths are often used, especially, oh man, right now during the political season, it is it is a feast of half truths um, right now and uh, words out of context and, and things that are just honestly lies, like total absolute lies because people will take a phrase completely out of the context and when you take something out of context you can you can make anything up you can take a scripture out of context and and basically justify any sin in the world and say god's okay with it because of that the out of context scripture maybe you've pulled out that being said because of that background for so long i've i've seen the world play the game of advertising and marketing and how it's influencing our church and the world around us. And I think a lot of people just are really highly unaware of it. And I didn't even realize that because it's the world I've been in for so, so long and a world I've loved for so, so long that when I start hearing people say things that aren't true, I'm baffled that they don't know they've been lied to. They've been marketed or advertised to. And even in the church, that happens. Um, it, it happens because we are a culture and a people. We're, we're inherently, as humans, lazy, and we, we want to seek comfort. And in seeking that comfort, we don't often delve into if something that was said to us is true by doing any sort of research or finding out any sort of background information or context of, of what, what is being said to us. And it's a slippery slope because you can start to believe things that just aren't true. Now, I'm not talking about opinions. Everybody's got opinions. Opinions aren't bad, but they are not always based in truth. They're based in emotions oftentimes. And even though God did give us emotions, they are not meant to rule and dominate our world, even as women. I I, I know that's a tough one for some of us, including me at times. I At one point in my life, I would have called myself probably an empath. I'm incredibly um, emotionally discerning at times, and yet that is a gift that needs to be controlled. So we can't just let our emotions run wild. On the opposite side of that, we cannot be stoic, you know, mental computers that have no emotion, because that's also not what God has called us to do. So it's this balancing. That's why he gave us the fruit of the spirit, including self-control. So 
with that as a setup, we're going to dive into what I'm uh, is a segment in, in the book I've written and have now gruelingly been going through the process of editing. And this entire chapter is called A Culture of Lying. And I wrote this well before 2020. Um, and so it is just so interesting that it's still true. Uh, just, you know, it's, it's truths are always true if we're talking about humanity. So that's the thing about the Bible that's so beautiful is it doesn't just address a time in history, although it does give some historical time frames and some things that happened. And yes, there are things that God did that were amazing miracles at that time in history, and it reflects his nature. But the beauty about the Bible is it reflects human nature. And no matter if it's God's nature or human nature, no matter where in history you're talking about that, it's still the same. Like human nature, sorry, it didn't change. Just because we have more science or more advancements or lots more education, you can be educated in garbledy goop. I'm not sure if you know that or not, but we can, we could all be educated. And if it's uh, education in a bunch of lies, it, we've gained nothing from it. But let's say we were educated in all the good things. More education doesn't change human nature. It might elevate our thinking and broaden our horizons and change our perspective and give us hopefully, hopefully a broader um, exposure to seeing things differently. But oftentimes what I have found has happened is education blinds us more to truth because instead of being told how to think, we're being taught what to think. And that can be very dangerous. God, as humans, has made us naturally curious. There are lots of good things to do in that curiosity, including follow up on some things and find out if they're true. It may be that you've opened yourself up to a bunch of things that aren't true. And we're going to sift through truth and lies on on this podcast. That is absolutely what I'm all about. And again, if you hear something on this podcast, research it, find out, seek it out. Even if it strikes you weird, even if you're like, wait, that doesn't sound right to me, spend time in God's word and in prayer. Seek out the truth. And if you have a challenge with anything I've ever said, please write me. Ladies, we're supposed to be holding each other accountable to the word of God. So again, if there's ever anything you're curious about, seek the word, get in prayer, research, find out, delve deep into God's word, not the world's word, God's word, not someone else's word talking about God, God's word, God's word, God's word. It's the only thing all of us need to be concerned with right now. Even if our opinions and our emotions go opposite of what we want that word of God to say, look, he holds the key to eternity and peace and love and joy. See, he reigns regardless of our opinion on it. Hello? He is in charge regardless of what we feel he should be doing. He came and died on the cross to save the world. The fact that we have ignored that or we have refused to tell people about that, we hold the key through Jesus Christ to freeing the world for their, from their sin, suffering, and turmoil. And ladies, it is, it is beyond go time. I mean, the gun went off a long time ago. We're just now, we got to jump in this race. And the first thing we need to recognize is the lies, right? So whew, I'm getting all fired up. I feel like I'm on a stage somewhere. Okay. It's the southern, it's the southern girl coming out. Here we go. Let's jump into this. Somewhere along the way, lying in our culture became acceptable. 
Now, some people call it being politically correct. Some people call it nuance. Other people call it their truth. But somewhere in recent years, facts became irrelevant to most people, and feeling and agenda became all we hear and all most people care about. And someone somewhere is reaping the benefit. Because whoever controls the narrative controls the masses, in the world as well as the church. For example, some of you might have heard this statistic. 50% of all marriages end in divorce. I've heard it my whole life. It's been said to me at church, in conversations, and even on television. Experts tout it as fact. So what would you say if I told you that it's absolutely untrue? In fact, in my lifetime, the divorce rate has actually been between 28 and 30%, and it's steadily declining. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, divorce has never been close to 50%, but most of us have been told that literally half of all marriages end in divorce. How did such a lie get propagated and repeated for almost 40 years? Now, if you believe in the devil or personal bias, you'd see that keeping people from a covenant relationship with another person and with God is a huge win for him. It breaks down society and causes people to fear growth, change, and the process of being whittled down into a pliable, sacrificial, non-self-centered person. It's a long, hard journey that leads to a lot of change. And if we're able to see it is God's purpose, it can be the most amazing experience of your life. Yet telling people for decades that 50% of marriages end in divorce engages a lot of fear as well as a lot of apathy. And the end result? Less marriages, far more promiscuity, and a devaluing of sex, relationship, and God's example of loving. Why? Because people are afraid to fail. It would be the same if I told you that half of all pet owners are mauled to death by their pets. I mean, how many people would go buy a pet? I mean, what if I told you that half of the people who eat in restaurants die from the food they order? Not a lot of people would still go out to eat. Now, that's what happens when people heard the same statistic about marriage. The truth is that 50% statistic is one that people are quoting from an expert opinion, which was given in the early 1980s. This expert was projecting the impact of the sexual revolution on the Institute of Marriage. Interestingly, he was a doom and gloom sort of guy, and he was dooming and glooming the public by stating that if the trend of promiscuity with no recourse of action continued, it would decimate marriages. Interestingly, the trend of promiscuity with no recourse of action has had many adverse societal effects. However, the divorce rate is not one of them. It didn't happen. It, it wasn't true. And in fact, it has never been true. It was just conjecture that people started touting as fact. Now, this trend is in most areas of our lives. Agenda-driven realities like abortion, suppression of ethnic achievement, human trafficking and sex work, obesity, drug use, and even parenting are under attack every single day from these supposed experts who do not use facts, reason, or the word of God to filter their opinions. They simply establish this could happen scenario. And they plant that idea by saying it over and over and over again in the minds of anyone who will listen to them. And if that lie allows people to live a more selfish life, devoid of accountability in any way, you can almost guarantee that it will be cherry-picked by the media and think tanks or pol politicians or even churches and restated until it's no longer an educated guess or possible scenario or, heck, made-up fiction based on conjecture that did or did not happen. It becomes assumed fact. 
Many things which society has told people are good, or at least to be tolerated in our society, were created by people who hated God, despised entire races of people, and longed to inundate our children with lies. Billions and billions of dollars are poured into advertising, online campaigns, legislative lobbying, and journalistic endeavors, which are really just editorialized endeavors. They are just to create a slow wave of normalcy to policy and actions that are not only sinful, but in some cases murderous. It doesn't happen overnight, but in the last 30 years, we have allowed murder, mutation, manipulation, emotional dysregulation, and abuse to become our society's accepted gauge of normal. We have experts doing TED Talks about the rationalization and needed acceptance for pedophilia and politicians signing bills into law that kill babies even after they are born. We have states passing laws to let children do all sorts of self-harm behind the backs of their parents, from abortions to self-mutilation. We are even trying to sign into law the legalization for doctors to butcher healthy children's genitalia and bodies simply because they wake up one day and decide they want to be a different gender. Yet we sit here thinking this is normal, or worse yet, that there's simply nothing we can do about it. Every day in big and small ways, our culture is being taken over, not by free thought, but by advertising, slow ways of educational indoctrination, and in my personal opinion, propaganda. In some cases, this advertising is taking over our media, our headlines, our conversations with no facts attached, just expert opinions. And if it feels good, then you should do it. Marketing campaigns. Some advertising is meant to distract. Other advertising is meant to to normalize. Today, we as Christians actually believe it's normal or acceptable, modern or our rights to defile our bodies and the lives of others. Snuffing people out mentally, emotionally, and physically is no longer a scene from a horror movie. It's our everyday existence. We believe we should accept things Christ died to save us from. That these things are fine to do. That they should be accepted. That they should be touted as normal and okay sometimes even fighting for our sometimes we are even fighting for our society to participate in actions which go directly against god's word and these messages are in our culture and in our churches isaiah 5 20, 25 says Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and champions at mixing drinks, who acquit the guilty for a bribe, who deny justice to the innocent. Therefore, as tongues of fire lick up straw and as dry grass sinks down in the flames, so their roots will decay and their flowers will blow away like dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord Almighty and spurned the word of the Holy Spirit of Israel. Therefore, the Lord's anger burns against his people. His hand is raised and he strikes them down. The mountains shake and the dead bodies are like refuse in the streets. Yet for all of this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. Church, we are delusional in our thinking. If we have diluted God's word, into ineffective, single-verse feel-good sayings. We've accepted things as good that are in fact bad in the worst of ways. We have turned to 
experts who largely use their own conjecture played out in scenarios rather than actual facts and observation, and they never go back and correct themselves. And we call our opinions the truth rather than God's own eternal word. We put our faith in ourselves and our society rather than in him, and we go along with it because we've been told, encouraged, or threatened into thinking that Christ's way of living is narrow-minded. You know what? Christ's way of thinking is narrow, yes, but not narrow-minded. Now, if you've ever studied history, you've probably heard of regimes that ruled entire countries or continents using isolationist methods. Their media, their advertising preyed upon people's fears. Now, today, propaganda is usually more subtle and often doesn't come from one person. Today, a lot of propaganda or agenda comes from people who want to spread their ideology, which is largely anti-theist. It comes shrouded in words we love to say ourselves, words like equality or diversity or choice or truth or rights. It feels good to be correct and be accepting of others' opinions because society has told us that if we don't accept other people's opinions, we are intolerant. But make no mistake, rejecting opinions that go against God's word does not mean you are intolerant of people. It means you are intolerant of lies. And people and society lie a lot. And many of them have no idea that they are lying, which means we must speak God's truth in love to break away the spell of propaganda that they have been under much of their lives. Sadly, there's a lot going on in our culture today. It's highly funded by intelligent, broken, angry people whose sole purpose is to disrupt, integrate, and initiate. But we must know that we can do something. To say the world is simply going to continue to get worse and never change is not in line with God and his hope for humanity. God can change hearts if they yield to him. But we must speak out truth to crush the lies around their minds and lead them to the God of the universe. We must end this propaganda machine by lending our voice to his cause only. We must crush lies when they start and never divert from his truths, even if it isn't comfortable. Ladies, there's a lot to chew on in that. And I wrote that a long time ago, before this election cycle, before the crazy, crazy, craziness of 2020. This is not new. It is heightened right now, but it's not new. People want control. They, they want to fit in. They want to be accepted. They don't want to fight. They'd like to maintain some sort of, uh, you know, appearance of peace. And if not peace of mind... And then you have bullies who just love control and anger and they intervene in, in, and draw in hostility. See, someone who lives in constant unrest stirs up unrest. They thrive in drama. God doesn't thrive in drama. God thrives in peace and joy. And if your life is devoid of that, I want to encourage you to seek God and ask him what to do about it. See, the world is full of unrest and anger. Satan loves to stir the pot. And if he can't get you to live in drama and unrest, then he'll make you so comfortable that you don't want to be bothered. And, and, and maybe you just don't want to get anybody mad. 
See, he's going to find a way to get you. If you have a fear of man, he's going to tell you, oh, they're not going to like that. And you're like, oh, I don't want them to like me. And if you love comfort, because who doesn't, right? He's just going to make you even more comfortable, just more comfortable. And if drama drives you mentally crazy, he's going to stir it up. Not because you like it, but because it strains you. So the, the problem is, is we are not playing a game by the world's rules of lies. We are playing a game that God set into motion, so to speak. And by game, I mean, he knows the rules to this life. No one else does. And when you play God's human existence by the rules of the world, you're a mess because it doesn't work. At the end of the day, it's never enough and it doesn't work. And you're always anxious and fretful. And the lies that are being spewed, you you guys, there's so many really great advertising situations happening in our world today. And let's just focus on some big ones because we could sit here for seven hours talking about all of them that are that are happening. But if you've ever told yourself and started to rationalize the idea of abortion being okay, that means you've been told a lot of lies. If you've ever been told that people, any people group at all, because of the color of their skin, the amount of melanin in their skin, they should think a certain way, believe a certain way, sign on to a political affiliation because of that, that they are predetermined, so to speak, to do this or that. That's a lie. To say that an immutable property such as skin color defines you is completely anti-biblical. God says that he created us as individuals. He will judge us also as individuals. We do not have to follow a group of people just because they're from our city or town, just because they have a similar appearance that we do just because they are women. This is the best, right? Is the feminist movement of the world tries to tell us that like, but we're women, we should be in solidarity. I'm like, yeah, let's start with not murdering our babies. And then they get pretty hot about that one because it's their right to murder their child. They've been told so many lies. They are just wearing a helmet of lies and only God can smash that off. But you know what? We need to yield to his wisdom as to when to open our mouths. But, but pretending that he's called us to be mute every time is a lie too. We can't be the Holy Spirit, but you know what? We have to listen to the Holy Spirit. I guarantee you there are people that have come to Christ despite themselves. They've led people to Jesus despite themselves because God said, I'll give you the words, open your mouth. That's what he said to the apostles, to Peter, just open your mouth. I'll give you the words. And they marveled that they were unlearned men. Because when you have the wisdom of the Lord, you don't need the wisdom of man. He is playing 3D chess and everybody else is playing checkers. And when he gives you a download to open your mouth and say, I'm here to tell you mountains in their life and in their mind and in their world and in their heart, they're going to move. When he says, be bold for me, stand out. And he unctions you to pray for people, to approach people, to talk to people, to say something to someone in love. So you don't have to be angry all the time. Just because you're talking about God. Believe me, I get it though. I get riled up. I get high. I get feisty. But feisty usually doesn't get me anywhere. But if God's like, say something, then he's going to use what he tells you to say. So with that, I want you to just pray this week that God reveals to you truth 
in an area that maybe you personally have believed a lie and you may not even know what that lie is. I mean, let's think about that. If you could identify the lie, why wouldn't you have done it by now? Let's pray that God start revealing lies in our own lives and the relationships we have with others, that he peel those away. So this week, my prayer for us is that God expose lies in our lives. Obviously, if it's a lie and we believe it, we don't know that it's a lie. And if we don't know that it's a lie, we're possibly living with something pretty intense or or maybe just super subtle that, that is wrong. Maybe we've even tied it into our identity or how we see a relationship or how we think we're wired. But we're going to ask God to break off those lies. It's, we're done to expose the lies in our own lives. Whether it's that we don't have the power to fill in the blank. We're not good enough to fill in the blank. Or that this is our right. God might say, not when you gave your life to me. It's not your right anymore. No, no ma'am. Let's just bow our heads. Even if you're washing, or if you're washing, just, 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 Lord, be with us. Start with us, the lies in our lives that we've believed, the, the propaganda we've bought into, whether it was through someone we love or a, even a pastor, you know, even unintentionally, a, a misrepresentation of your word. Maybe it was a book we read, a movie we watched, something along the way we bought a lie and we want the lies in our lives exposed. Jesus exposed the lies of the enemy in our lives. Maybe it's concerning our marriage, our family. Maybe it's concerning our, our kids and how we're to raise them. Maybe it's our jobs, our relationships, our school. God, whatever it is, expose the lies in our lives and get rid of them. In Jesus' name, you have the power to break those lies off our mind, even if it's something that we have believed our whole lives. If it doesn't line up with your word, we want it gone. We want it gone in Jesus name. Amen. Ladies, this is a a great time of year to start really settling in and digging in deeper into the word every day. Just get with Jesus. It's hard for me too. I try to get work done before my kids wake up. I'm trying to like be organized about homeschooly things. I'm trying to get a lot done. And the truth of the matter is I know it is hard but god is irreplaceable in our lives so maybe even with your kids just spend time in the word singing songs together settle in and look at the season of this time of year as a settling in more with jesus okay until next time